Antioch speaks women and men that are inspired by the Holy Spirit. And sheep, too. Bah! We believe that all people can serve God and glorify Him in their own unique way. AntiochSpeaks.com is bringing to you a new series of episodes. Um, We're going to start with the Holy Spirit and talk about New Testament topics. Uh, I'm going to... uh, point out to you Bryson and Nyla as you probably know if you look at the website we're all on there um, and today I want to talk about the passions of the spirit yes sir to cool beans. get this thing really heated up and rolling I'm gonna start with some things we talked about off air okay. um, over the last few months some things have been happening um, in our lives all of us individually and all of us corporately mm-hmm. one of those is I profess to our, uh, one of our friends, Logan, that uh, there's a lot of prayer going on. I'm in the prayer team and all that stuff is going on. And I was talking to him about prayer. And we started corporately praying together for certain things. One of them was to see God's character, to see miracles, to start having visions, prophecies, to be caught up in what's going on in the church, in the kingdom of heaven. Shortly after that, I decided to start studying Acts myself. Um, Acts has a lot of miracles. There's a lot going on. Peter mm-hmm. walking by and people getting in. Yeah. yeah. And Peter being extremely bold. Yeah. The same Peter that is, you know, kind of waffled here and there was extremely bold. And he had dreams and visions. And, um, he, you know, he even met with a guy who wanted money and he said, I don't have money, but I do have this. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of things started changing. Then I started waking up early in the middle of the night. And understanding that the gospel doesn't uh, stop at repentance. It begins there. Yeah. Okay? That started hitting me right between my eyes pretty hard. Um, And I kept saying, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Because if you think of an individual selfish situation is I do you wrong. You know, I mistreat you. I blow up at you. Whatever. I steal from you. Then later I'm convicted in a church service. The Holy Spirit convicts me, and I repent to my Father, and I'm good with the cross. I'm good with the crown. When I go to heaven, I'm, I'm good. But I'm not good with you. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And you're in the church. Now, you may not resent me for what I did, but you might. And if you do, we are blocking a whole lot of move that could be happening if we, if we heal it. I've always thought it was your responsibility to uh, how you react to my stuff it's not my responsibility how you react that's your responsibility Mm -hmm. but i started to understand my repentance with him is is great it gets me into heaven it's wonderful but my restoration with you is important for the body it's important for everybody also one of the biggest things that i realized and this was in counseling um the counselor wasn't even talking to me he was talking to the other person i was with he said to the other person when you admit your fault it's humbling you feel bad. It's almost like someone telling you to spend cash and not card. There's an emotional action with your cash that you don't have with a card. Mm -hmm. He was explaining to me, there's an emotional action when I look you in the face and say, I did you wrong. That's not the same as when I'm in my closet going, Father, I I did these people wrong. Yeah. I'm getting my own selfish thing. But when I look you in the face, it caused me to literally, physically repent. Yeah, 
I look so, you in the face and say, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and it's also like, because you know God will forgive you no matter what. You know God, you go to God and you're forgiven. It's not a guarantee that this other person that you hurt will. So that's what, and you got to understand that going in. It's like, oh, yeah. Brent, if I steal from you and I walk up to you and I say, please forgive me. I'm sorry that I stole your $900 watch that your father gave you before he passed away. I really wanted it and I sold it. You could totally look at me in the face and say, Bryson, thanks, but I cannot forgive you. My father was my best friend, and you stole the only thing left of him. Then what am I supposed to do in that moment? I'm just curious. What is, what is y'all's opinion on that? If I – then, like, you did something. Is there someone that's something you have to repay back? Like, how, how do you fix that? Do you Sorry, have something you want to say to it? Different. Because it transfers exactly to how I started what I was saying. So when I started what I was saying, when he, and the way I just felt nine months ago, mm-hmm. he steals my watch and I freak out about it. Inside, I tell everybody he's a thief. I do everything I can to pay the revenge. Mm-hmm. I've always said, that's on me. That's my responsibility. My behavior to react to him is what my responsibility is. Mm-hmm. But you know what is really not my responsibility in this situation? How he's going to forgive me. No. And what he's going to expect from me if I really want forgiveness for what I did. Um, one of the instances or examples I can use, and it's very close to me because it, it was recent and it was a big change for my spiritual life, is getting into an argument with a friend of mine. The way that I was forgiven and the process that it took and the time and how things went, they may have seemed weird to me how they happened. They may have seemed odd in my personal opinion, but it was their way of forgiving me for what I was doing. What I had to do, that was my responsibility, is say I'm sorry for what I did. Mm -hmm. But for them, they needed space and time to see that I really was. And what's hard for us as Christians, whatever, is during that space and time, we can bounce back into ourselves and go, what a waste of time to even apologize to this person. But what should be done is when he tells me I'm sorry I stole your watch, he should be open to whatever I process I have to go through to forgive him. Yeah. Yeah. You can't like you can't force people to forgive you. You have to let them go through it because, you know, if they say if this person is like a brother or sister in Christ and they really want to, you know, have a pure heart and not have unforgiveness when they're they're probably gonna be wrestling. So it's like they got to go through their process and then once it's, you know, you can feel when it's gone. When it's gone, it's gone and you know. You know. So and, and, it's different. And, and that's assumed in this conversation. And I think a lot of preachers and teaching is assumed that we're all Christians. And, and that's assumed in this situation. And I think if anyone listens to this that isn't a Christian, this topic should attract. This topic of fellowship should attract. I think what people don't like about Christians or one of the things is the hypocrisy. Yeah. That we will do and say whatever we want and go fix it with God. Yeah. And you can. That's why. We can care See, I just posted a blog, but it was different. My first blog originally was going to be a lifestyle of repentance, not Lord, get on my knees, forgive me. And then you're forgiven for that sin, only sin. And then you're, all right. Now I'm forgiven. I'm under the blood. And then you go in here, and you're sinning again. You know, it's like you got to really change in that area. You can't be like, "Oh God, forgive me," and because God's like, "Okay, you came back into the same closet. Okay, you're asking me for you're asking me to forgive you. Okay, and I will. 
We'll forgive you. Yeah, but it totally does. But your heart, it says your mouth confesses one thing, but your heart is somewhere else. So it's like if you come into a prayer closet and you're like, man, forgive me, and then you're just like, oh, but I'm going to go back and sin. That's, what is that? You know, then you're using, you're abusing grace. That's what he died for. Literally in relations. Yeah. So, yeah. But there's also a difference between that and having a literal struggle. Mm-hmm. Like there's a difference that. between repenting and really meaning it, but still not having that strength to break away from that. But that lifestyle should be, how do I continue to refrain from the struggle? Not, Lord, yeah. forgive me, then going back and struggling on purpose because you're forgiven. And that's, that's why I love this, okay? About. So talking about passions, right? I believe that you, you have a passion to basically seek and stop evil out. If, if, if there is a evil spirit that's tormenting someone or harassing someone or controlling them that they rather they have given that to themselves or somebody put it on them you want us to know that we can do this that as christians we can come into these people's lives we can intercede and we can remove evil he wants people to understand the mercy and grace and love that god has for each one of us i think a passion for me is to understand fellowship and the necessary human beings our messengers we're witnesses of the glory of god and we are to testify that i think it's scripture and we are to do this together we need each other we need intercession for situations like evil we need to show each other mercy love and grace in real physical time and i and i think what i really love about this conversation is and i think you guys have heard me say it before this is actual practical lifestyle of christianity it's not what you the hypocrisy you hear and the legalisms that you think and the judgmental no. stuff the, yeah, well, it's, it's real life it's real life. my thing it's is real. it's awesome because you said you're talking about fellowship and with me it's like i get something from every person i know see me i'm talking about like a lot of mercy and grace as you know you're saying and everything with her i can see whatever she says something and everything and i understand her heart and everything that means that like if someone is struggling with something, I'm able to cast out a demon. Yeah, I'm amen. able to. Yeah. Like, it's not about, oh, she's the only one that has it. Jesus gave it all to us. Amen. You, she's taught me about that and deliverance and all that kind of stuff. You have taught me prayer a lot by just the way that you don't even have to say anything about prayer. It's just by what your lifestyle is. You say and all, you pray all the time, and she does too. She talks to God, and you know she has this thing of she'll blink, and it's taking photos of God, yeah, man. and it's just crazy. You know, I, I I never thought you could do that. She's like, oh, pretty flowers, and she'll blink, and here you go, God, send it up there. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? Like that's awesome. And you, you're talking about, you know, like you're in your room, you wake up early in the morning. Well, he wakes you up, and he's like, all right, let's debate because we debate a lot of times and everything. And then she, and just she, like the woman said today, I believe that the Spirit talks to us the way we talk. I 100%, he, yeah. you know, if you and I are on a topic of let's debate, that's how he talks to me. Exactly. Come on, Brent, let's debate. With know, or, Jordan, she's taught me that women. women can do things as men. She gets underneath a truck and it's freaking true, fixes though. it. Women can do things <laughs> as men. And and I'm not saying women can't. I'm just saying it's like she's just, she's a prime example And then it. look at, and then people in our prayer <laughs> team. That's so shocking. There's women in our prayer team that <laughs> prophesy and pray so hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Unspeakable oh, no. oh, joy. God, I can't laugh. I can't laugh. <laughs> Her head hurts. So, um, the, and the point I'm trying to say is, so once I was released from uh, resentment and anger, and I saw it, I didn't just see it in myself that I was not disciplining my flesh well, mm-hmm. but I saw it in the person. I was doing and saying things out of anger to provoke 
an individual and they stayed calm in Christ. They did not react. And then in the midst of that, another person in the fellowship said to me, you don't have to react. It's not necessarily about going to hell or not going to hell. It is about disciplining our flesh, which we're just saying all these different passions. I think that person has a great passion for letting people know that you can discipline your flesh. You can be pure. Do you have to? I mean, no, but you can. You don't have to sin. You don't have to do it. It, it is a place where you can say, okay, I'm getting heated. That's a flesh thing. Mm-hmm. My flesh is angry. reacting. I don't have to do this. It's a choice. My it flesh is. doesn't want to admit I was wrong. I don't have to do that. It really is a choice. Same and as it, offense. It gets messy. when. That's why fasting is so good because it gets messy when... You're so caught up in your flesh. You can't see. The flesh doesn't understand the things of the spirit. So you can't see that you're in your flesh. You might know. It's like a little nagging feeling. Yeah, yeah, right. But it's like you're so in it. It's like you're like intermingled with it. And then you fast and it can go away. So this transferred for me in that to good works, right? Mm -hmm. You're in the Bible and you see the words good works. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want you to think not where we are in wisdom and knowledge so far because we've learned a lot individually and as a group we, we learn a lot we go to a lot of preaching i mean i like to say i want time. all church all day Me all too. over the yeah. place so um but in the process good <clears throat> works as a young christian what did it mean to you you're me oh okay faith, faith without works is dead what are those works you're supposed to be doing in faith before your understanding now like don't give me the understanding you learned but the understanding when you first heard it by faith without works is dead. Yeah. So what were the works? I got saved when I was a kid. So I grew up in a religious family. No, well, I mean, somewhat. Like, I grew the church I was in was very religious. If I did something wrong, I was going to hell. And it was Pentecostal. And so they basically taught the Ten Commandments. And if you, it was stamped on the wall, stamped. And if you, if they're like, we would go over it as a kid. And if you didn't do it, then, then you, you'd have to repent or, you know, you're just damned, you know? And with me, like, I really thought good works was something that I had to accomplish or I was not made right in the image of God. So good and, work <clears throat> sounded like thou shall not, thou shall not, thou shall not. Personally, yes, because it was impossible for me to do something right and not sin. And whenever I would sin, I'd be like, okay, God, this is hard. Like, it's like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can serve you anymore. Right. I'd rather be a non-believer than serve you and just sin all the time. <laughs> You know, and disappoint you, and, yeah, and, and yeah. yeah, good works for you, or no, same scripture, faith without works, or I think there's another scripture that says something about producing good works. What did it mean to you, young, early on? In well, when I was a kid, <clears throat> I I got saved. When I, there's not a time in my life that I cannot remember not knowing Jesus. I always okay. knew who he was as that. a kid. Yeah, amen. To so that. I don't. I did not read the Bible though. I didn't know. I knew about Noah and stuff like that and Jonah, but um, I didn't even know there was a such thing as a good work. Oh, so you, faith no without idea. works is dead. Didn't know. I didn't even know that verse. Okay, I, got I you. had no idea. Well, if I if I had said it to you back then, if I had said, "Hey, faith produces good works," no, I would have like, "I'll oh, be not. nice to my mommy." Yeah, right, 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 okay, so <laughs> that was another thing as well. Being nice to your parents, or you obeying you your parents, long. but it's it's still like a uh, good works were mm-hmm. not not doing something. And I'm starting to learn, or I have learned, and I, and I know this is scripture, and, I, and I'll pull it out, or I'll, I'll put it in a reference when we post this this uh, podcast. I'll put it down the front. 
Good works is doing the will of, of, the, of the Father for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's not not doing something. Mm-hmm. It is doing. And I started to go, okay, what does that mean? Now, I figured out maybe a year, two years ago, what I believe is the will of God for my life personally. Um, and I guess I, I think I could teach it's probably the will of life for every Christian according to the word. But mm-hmm. I, I, I'll just keep it to, you know, for mm-hmm. me, I, I know the will of my life, or will of God for my life. The more I dived in and dived in, I found out we are, once we receive the Lord and repent, we're to be baptized. Yeah. That's the next move. And after we're baptized, we are to disciple. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. It doesn't matter if you're educated or you're not. I read something that said if we wait, if Jesus had waited for the disciples to be ready before he left, everyone would have died of old age. Because you're never really ready. But it's time now. You saw Hourglass mm-hmm. when we were talking. It's funny to me because we're praying about a sense of urgency at our church because the time is now. It's, I have waited my whole life and let you do it. And I know that. I know for sure. I've spent my whole life going, wow, we're supposed to be doing stuff, but I'm going to let y'all do it. I know I've done that. And over the last six months, I've been hearing, now's the time. Now is the time. Now. Now is time to discipline my flesh. Now is time to go. Now is time to stop reacting. Stop worrying about the law. You're not confined to this stupid law. Go. I don't know if it's stupid. I, I better be careful how to say it. It's but holy, but... It is holy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's time to go now and do righteous things. And for me, I think passions of the Holy Spirit started to build up inside of me. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Is passions of the Holy Spirit. Um, I took a, a weird class that they were trying to figure out what kind of career I would do. It was in my early 20s. And I think these self-assessments that you do can find what the Holy Spirit has put inside of you. Yeah, I'm really starting to believe that now. If you go to the core of what you want to do, basically meaning if all of your needs were for sure taken care of and you had no anxieties... And I think that everyone in this room practices anxieties of because we have these different practices, and I think they'd be gone if you had no anxiety. A lot of our weird practices would be gone if we had no anxieties. Yeah. What would you do? If you could just do whatever, you had all the money in the world, all the resources in the world, all of whatever, what would you do? I hmm. would definitely be making a lot of Christian films, a lot. Um, a lot of kids stuff, um, a lot of worship albums, worship tours, buildings, places where people can go, like, like, like what our church is doing, like a rec center, but like a Christian rec center where they can just go and the kids can hang out and go to these community centers, um, books, uh, being in movies, just, just a to bring as much Christianity as I could into the media. All church, all day to the whole world. Yeah. Bryson, what would you be doing? <clears throat> no anxieties, no needs, no, you, you just had the whole world as your platform. What would you be doing with your time? What would you wake up early for? <laughs> Not to sell roofs, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Loading your wallet. <laughs> but so with me, it's probably, I have a heart for the youth. And I would probably 
pour everything into them because especially with an understanding of like I probably would open up a school if I'm being honest with you a school with a fresh foundation that's not of garbage and I don't know what it would be called but you know I'd probably open up a school for them that you come as you are and there like you know you can experience God and you can understand that you are not what everyone says you are that you can really be who you are and just understand that God loves you and that he I read it the other day and he and he says the he put the work in you so he's going to finish it amen mm-hmm. so it's like if you're going to like understand that you're not too far gone because you're struggling with something you know, they're innocent kids, you know, like they didn't know any better. I'm pretty sure they didn't wake up one day when they were a kid and go, I mean, I want to struggle with this. I'm not saying kids don't choose, oh, I want to smoke pot. I don't, you know, this and that. They're immature. You know, they're not mature yet. They're children. Paul says to put away childish things at a certain yeah, point yeah. in his life. And so it's like, that's probably what I would do. I would make sure that youth, high school, middle school students would understand that they are still loved even though they are in this thing of being immature a lot of times because that's we don't really talk about the identity of for them yeah a lot of times we get to the identity well we we treat kids as that they don't understand what adults understand and i i emphatically disagree i think kids do understand and if they're struggling it's just the way you're presenting it if you present it in a way they understand they understand Mm -hmm. um so having that said i was asked the same question from logan and my answer was i just want to do church all day long I don't care if I wake up early and you're gonna preach for the first hour and then Nyla's gonna teach us something about her her passions and then Jordan's gonna give me something and then I get my time to teach I want all (laughs) church all day long Mm -hmm. and uh, I think 2nd Timothy 4 I'm trying to remember but again I'll find it and, and put it in the podcast it says that we should submit ourselves to public speaking public reading of the scriptures so that means sitting at my house watching church on tv is not what the bible said it said i should be going and joining a gathering and listening to someone read the scriptures to us i should be teaching Mm -hmm. and i should be learning every day and that's what i would do and all that is with expectation that's what's awesome about it now what's really going to mess with you guys i think is it messed with me was shortly after I figured all these little things out. I gotta crucify the flesh. I don't have to sin. I don't have to do that. These are little things inside of me that I that I want. Is in the New Testament it said all of our needs, if we follow him, will be taken care of. He literally asks Peter and Andrew to walk away from their career and follow him. To drop and family and follow him. Yep. So the Spirit told me the things I have deep inside of me, I can do now. Yeah. Today, they can start. Mm-hmm. And I think those are passions of the Holy Spirit. I think what you said, his school idea, these things are passions of the Holy Spirit. Um, one of the things that helped me with anger and resentment and stuff like that is writing incidents down, writing people down, writing things down that affected me. I think we should write our passions down. I think if you woke up in the middle of the night and you're told something, you should write it down. I think if you, you know, if you are looking 
into this in a spiritual place, we should be recording yeah. it. And, and then, and then listening to, to it so. again. And what? What is going on? Because you? I know God woke me up in the middle of the night last night. And I was like, oh, I'll remember it. <laughs> you didn't remember <laughs> it. And you could save it in your phone. Yeah, and so with... Yeah, I have my phone right under my pillow. And I, <laughs> and I really, I, I really, really... But it helps to stay really... focused. He goes out and sells roofs because he wants to make a living. Yeah. You go and work at, at, at the restaurant because you want to make a living. Yeah. But that gets us too sidetracked from what we were created for because he's promised to give us the living. Mm -hmm. We're going to be okay. Let's focus on what we're here for. Let's get into this. And I really believe like God would, if you have a passion, even because I believe people in the world, they still have a passion no matter what, you know, I'm not saying, you know, but I believe that say if someone has a passion, like our friend Heath, he likes to play basketball. He's played basketball since he was a kid. And just like Peter, his passion was to fish. Yeah. He loved it. And the reason I say that God will come back to it is because he did with Peter. Whenever he resurrected from the dead, he came to the shore just like how Peter, he first met him. Yeah. He came back to the same place. And Peter's out there acting, he has to fish for a living now. And he's yelling out there, hey, Peter. And he's like, What? And then, and then he's like, come on, cast it on the other side. And then he forgot what God already did for him the first time. <laughs> and over then, and over again. And then after that, he catches it. And then he's like, oh, God. And then he, then he realizes. And then he, he literally drops everything and swims there to him. And he gets on his knees and says, I am a sinful man, just like how we met him the first time. And he said, get up. <laughs> and then he cooked him breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and also, the thing I want to acknowledge is that if you realize in the Bible, it literally says that they were around a charcoal fire whenever they did it. Whenever Peter sinned, he was at a charcoal fire. Yeah. Whenever he denied him three times. Yeah. So if you look at that, he met him at the same place. Everything had to reoccur again because that was the only way he possibly could have came to him. Yeah. And then Peter was the leader. And then he got everyone else and all the disciples were down. Well, Peter was bold in Acts, bro. Yeah. He was bold. And then, yeah. you know, I also read, you know, in Acts, I read Paul's testimony, which I get a lot of flack because I'm an addict and an alcoholic. And reading Paul's testimony, he says to Jews, I am just like you guys. I followed the same rules as you guys. I persecuted Christians better than you guys. I followed these rules better than you guys. And I, I always, I just feel like that's, is in the same in my testimony is, hey, I'm, I'm a sinner like y'all. It's hard to see that. When you get 15 years set apart, it's hard to look into my life and know. I'm a junkie just like you guys are. It, it, it's, you don't believe it. I have to have a testimony. Um, but I, I'm saying all that to say I showed up at Christian's house and I said, I don't think these things are evil. I don't think these things are selfish. I mean, look at what you said. You want a school where teens can be taught that they're free in Christ? You want to sing worship songs? You, these things aren't selfless. They're, they're going to take energy. You don't care what it's going to pay. If someone said to you, here's the platform, you can go do this, you're not going to go, how much am I going to get paid? You would just do it. Same with that passion. Same with the passions. And I said that to Christian. I said, man, I don't think these are. And Christian confirmed that he had the same things. 
Bryson confirmed he wants to work on podcasts. Logan confirmed. Jordan is confirming. So I summed the and, – and Ariel. Oh, my gosh. Ariel was so excited to get involved with the, the whole thing. Again, not asking me what will I be paid. No one no, cares about making any money. I think that separates us from roofing, selling glass, you know, modeling and waiting tables, uh, cleaning homes and, and doing all that. We, we are doing that to make ends meet. We're not doing that because we love doing it. No. I'm about to say something, and I, I really hope no one gets offended. Like offended. <laughs> but what if, like, if, if someone did do that, would they be considered a Judas? If they did do what? They came here, and they wanted, they, they just kind of followed along. Hey, I'm friends with you, and I'm like, yeah, hey, Brent, right. you're doing a podcast, right? Let me join um, and later down the line, um, we're going to be getting paid some fat cash with yeah, this. Just doing it for me. And I, I don't know. I, I, here's what I know. Reading Acts, the people that were greedy died. <laughs> and I know that. It's awful. Lesson of the day. <laughs> Do not be greedy. <laughs> I got to say this as a joking thing because it's a harsh reality and it's hard for some of us to, to understand. But God does have a loving, grace, mercy character. But he also has a wrathful, destroy character. It's still there. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's awesome. It's, it, it, it's awesome in the word, you know, the definition awesome of awesome. That it's, it's for my enemies. It's overwhelming. No, it's it awesome because like, it's, it's not on us. Well, and it's not on me. Yeah. And I can't, you know, again, the Bible tells me specifically, and, and Jesus said over and over again, I can't decipher if someone's here for the same thing we are or not. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure no, God will handle knew it. that Judas was against yeah. Jesus because after, whenever the woman with the perfume and everything like that, he's like, what are you wasting all this perfume for? You can get fat checks with this thing. And he's like, he's like, really? And then later on, everyone realizes it in the end. Well, Jesus yeah. kind of Snitched on him. <laughs> he was like, the person called us this way. Which, which <laughs> I think, you know, um, let, let, let's switch from passions of the Holy Spirit. Because I think we agree, right? And, wow. and I think I, I want to um, say I'm inspired to work on the things that I want to work on and not, and not care anymore. Wow. I, I just don't care anymore. He's going to provide for me. He's gonna, I said to Christian, could you imagine if Jesus told us right now, you quit the magazine I quit glass, and every day, all day long, we're doing what Christ wants provide. us to do only. Would we would be so happy. We would be, I mean, there would be trials. There would be attacks and resistance, but, I mean, we would we would be fulfilled. Giving up, says, both of us giving up our salary is terrifying. It says in the Word, it says if you give up your, um, if you leave your mother and father, you know, and but he, Jesus says this, and it probably shook his disciples to the core, like really bad. He says, t t "Towards me, you hate your mother and your father." I believe that's what he says. You put them underneath me, you know, yeah. and and he did it. Jesus demonstrated it yeah. when they tried to come against his preaching. And that's the gospel. what Jesus did. Like you, like you said earlier, he literally took them from their passions. Took them. They like they were fishing, and then he was, "Hey, come follow me." And for some reason, they just did. Like, why? That no well, idea. it's cool. Can I say something? Yeah. It's cool because he's like, come with me and I will make you fishers of men. Mm -hmm. You're going to fish, but you're going to do it my way. So he uses our passion for his kingdom. And what I find is funny is I hate fishing, but I always told him, if I had to do it for a living, though, I would do it. And it kind of ties into this fishers of men situation is I would love doing that. I would, I would love just putting it out there. 
We'll, we'll get it put. He told me, get the platform, put it out there, follow my lead. Um, I got into an argument with someone uh, about this topic. I have a friend who's do, doing podcasts. He's on like episode 217 or something, and he's working on them. And I want him to interview me. I want him to bring us into his podcast and, and us do the incestual thing to get this thing kind of some traction. But one thing he told me is we have to market it. And I said, I wholeheartedly wholeheartedly believe just having it out here, God will do what he wants with it. I don't have to worry that much whenever as I long as we... Yeah. Whenever I heard we were here that day, and Jordan came up to us and said we had like 800 views on the first video we made, I was like, what? One video, I think it was just a podcast, or a blog. Was it a blog? It's our website. Our website's it's, getting traction. The, and that's the what I'm saying. We're already making everything... Like, we already made, how many blogs, like five, four? Yeah, I've only put, you know, this will be the third one I post. And I, and now that we're, I'm getting used to it, it's starting to be faster. I think the hours I put in were because I've never done it. But now I'm getting used to it. I can think I can pop them all out pretty quick. But I have crazy stuff in my mind about when they go up. Us, For example, if I do one with Trey, which I recorded a phone call with Trey today, if I release that to put up there... Spirit led customs, yeah. you know, and the same thing when I post yours, I want to put your YouTube channel up, you know, and just stir it up, like mm -hmm. get us out there and, and God will do the rest. And the biggest thing the Holy Spirit has said to me, and this has taken away all anxiety from me and Christian, all expectation from me and Christian is if one person listens to this and gets, it. And gets anything out of it, mm -hmm. God did what God was doing. And that's all. We overlooked that inspired all by the of Holy the Spirit. angels rejoice when one sinner comes back. We need to stop overlooking that. There's been plenty of times where I'm sitting in church and, you know, our pastor would be like, hey, there's someone that gave their life to Christ. And then we just like, oh, here we and, go. And, and we can I just say, in my mind, man, when, we, when, when I hear Christian songs, it's not rap music anymore. It's not. When I hear Christian music now, I visualize my father. And I'm like, he was. It's crazy good. Like, this is good. Like, and you know what? This is what they're doing. They're worshiping you like this. Like, I, I, they don't think I'm crazy. I could go to the most dead church and be the only person screaming. And they won't look But at no you. one in heaven thinks I'm crazy. Like, yeah. you might want me they're to be They're all quiet. looking at them like, how are you not? How are you not <laughs> feeling this, man? And they'll walk up to you after church and be like, okay, you were awesome to look at. What are you doing? People keep saying that to us. What is that about? How are you going to stand behind me and say, hey, man, I really love worshiping, you know, behind you. Well, come on and yell with me, then. That's what, dude, we gotta make one about worship because, like, when you worship, like, even if you're not, say if you're worshiping and you're struggling, dude, your faith, the person who sees you doing that, God becomes real to them. Yeah. God becomes a reality to them, and it's... Yeah. Yeah. They see your heart. And you know what? If someone, if they see how Nyla dances up on the stage, oh. they're gonna be like, what is this... What are you doing? God loves it. And God loves her when she does the little <laughs> step thing. Whatever. If a non-believer comes to church and sees that, like they're going to be like, okay, there's got to be a God. Because there's no way you're up here dancing like that in front of everybody for no reason. You're by yourself. And then, you know, it's, it's crazy. Right? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Worshiping is uh, another topic. Is all I want to do. I just want all church. All the time. All over the world. Okay, thanks for joining us. I hope you enjoyed that. If you 
want to check in, uh, we're going to keep new episodes coming every Tuesday and Thursday at AntiochSpeaks.com. Hit the donate button, hit the like, hit the subscribe. Do all the things I need you to do to get the algorithms. Share, tell your friends, phone it in.